good day. The podcast is officially 18, which is like being a whole adult-ish. I definitely did not resemble an adult at 18 years old. Today, we're talking about truth. And that's actually something people want to talk to me about a lot because of the way that I show up on the internet. Even more recently, I spent our time in quarantine diving into eating it up truth and expression, expanding the things that I said and the creations that I've made. I've been talking about it all the time. And it's interesting that now that it's the time to create the podcast here and now, I don't want to. I want to hide. But the teachings that most resonate are when we are teaching what we need to learn. So I'm in it with you. I used to think that only other people had ideas to share. Big shots, authors, my teachers, they are the truth tellers, not me. I didn't even think I had ideas at all, let alone ideas for sharing. I looked up to my mentors and I thought, wow, their brain is so incredible. How did they do that? Only they could remember all these things and put them together. Others are beautifully articulate and moving, but not me. You can see that I've shifted that belief already. <laughs> I slowly started coming to more and more of my own conclusions. I used all the tools at my disposal. I have been open and connected and ideas have come through me. There is power in knowing that I am capable of seeing and connecting and I have trust in myself and my decision making. It's not making myself less than other people or anyone, less than anyone else for that matter. It is taking a risk of being vulnerable and using my voice. One thing that I say about voice all the time, especially when I'm teaching meditation and chanting, is that your body is an instrument. You were born and your voice sounded like this. The ideas, the way they come out of your mouth and the way you share them, it's like your instrument being played. You can learn to fine-tune that so that your instrument sounds a little bit more in harmony. Because as we're going to get into, starting out is not perfect. As Mel Robbins would say, you are the only you. And that is your power. That's what we focus on. No one else has been shaped in the way that you have. And only you can offer your unique gifts and perspective to the world. Yes, I'm definitely talking about the goofy, messy, courageous, youist you. Set the fucking world on fire with your truth. You never know who needs to hear you. The first thing, always, no matter what you are doing, <laughs> is that you feel safe. Root chakra shit. If you're in literal danger, you are not going to be spilling your heart out on the internet. It is safe to be you. You are safe. 
It is safe to let people see you. Yes, the real you. Your messiest, most chaotic, obsessive thought stories. That darkest, shame-wrecked emotion. Your intensely body-embedded fears. Whatever shape you is taking in this moment is deeply okay. It is also safe to show up in completely unexpected ways and to try on new roles like hats, to be silly or to be serious, to be fucking faithless or to totally surrender. It's safe to play around at being different and to discover what feels good for you, what feels like you. It is safe to tell the truth, to say your raw, unedited story out loud to other humans. They do need to hear you. Boldly ask for what you need. Ask for support. It's safe to say goodbye. It's safe to say hello. Remember, being real is more important than being nice. It is safe to be as evolved or unevolved as you are currently, or to be a total, complete, flailing beginner wishing you were an expert. Put yourself out there and see what comes back and what doesn't. It is safe. You are safe. Here's something to play with. It's the question, what if? What if you did whatever you wanted to? Say what? Yeah, whatever you want. What if you totally and completely let go? Followed your heart wherever it wanted to go? What if you took that risk? Financially? Emotionally? In yoga teacher training, we sometimes ask people who are having trouble with speaking quietly to yell for a while. Eventually, they come back into balance naturally. It's a learning to spend time in extremes. It's a tool to find your way back into your own unique harmony. So, what if... Acting on your impulses, on your feelings and intuition, what if that led you to trusting yourself? Led you to trusting the abundance and the support of the universe? Directed you towards deeper and deeper layers of truth? Through right action, finally undoing all the ways you've been programmed to dim your light. This is the antidote to the perfectionist bully who says you aren't good enough, who sets the bar higher and higher so you can never get there. What if getting totally wild, radically allowing of your own inner space and wholeheartedly being with everything that arises within leads you organically to all of the places you've been trying to force yourself to go? Like balance in health, relationships, career, purpose, well-being. Let me ask you, how human can you get? 
How absolutely heart-directed and unburdened can you move through this world? What would it look like if you started right now? Here's a warning from someone who's been there. The first thing we want to do is try so damn hard. Stop trying. Have you ever tried so hard to find the right words that you just say nothing? Take the example of teaching yoga again. Different cues land in people's bodies. You get a sense of, wow, that was the cue for me. I feel that. When you're teaching experienced students, simply say downward dog and that creates a response in their body with a shape that looks a certain way. You might then focus on safety, alignment, depth, breathing, focus. Teaching beginners is a whole different ballgame. Downward dog might mean nothing, or it might conjure an impossible image. In order to get their body in sync with the rest of the class, you might focus on literally where their limbs move and land in space, or how they can modify or find sustainability for holding. All of this yoga business, it's a lot like life and all its many layers. There are people you meet and within a few moments they have you belly laughing or connect so deep into your souls with just like one phrase. You can feel them. When you expand and learn something new, it's uncomfortable and it's work to figure it out. You follow the instructions again and again and again and your body is loud with sweaty palms and a pounding heart. The inner bully telling you how you aren't doing it right and you aren't made for this. It's a paralyzing desire to be better than we are right now and to do nothing while we wait for that moment. However, not only are there no right words, but in order to find any words at all, the only thing you need to do is speak. At first, your body will do all the things to tell you it's scary and you'll baby giraffe fumble your way around while being so inside your head. The only way out is through. Over time, you start to get a feel for saying the stuff and things. You discover your own natural cadence and rhythm. You might begin to hone your skills by focusing on different ways of communicating. Maybe you tell some jokes and start to make it a little lighthearted. All of a sudden, speaking your truth is part of who you are. You know the people around you will always have the experience they are meant to have. That's it. That's all. Show up and share yourself just as you are already. You should know that truth comes from tuning in. So before you can speak it, you have to be able to look at it inside yourself. So turn your attention inwards for a moment. Maybe you close your eyes. I don't know where you are. Let your awareness shine into your breath. Settle your internal focus into your heart space. What do you feel there? 
can you let the human animal of your body deeply feel what it feels right now? Check in. Are you letting yourself be totally courageously visible to this world? How are you showing up? for your one life today. Your edge is something we covered in detail in my episode on purpose, but it bears a little bit of repeating here. The more you walk your personal edge, towing that spot where you can see over the cliff of the unknown but you won't fall off, Practicing sitting in the discomfort of beginner's mind, beginner's body, starting without knowing the ending. The closer you inch towards vulnerability in every situation, at work, with family, online, fearlessly facing towards your truth, the more you present the you is you. Then... The more you attract your humans and your opportunities, the more you attract your humans, the more you will also repel those who are not. Yes, it's scary. Yes, even your body is physically responding, heart and throat, hands shaking, sweating everywhere. And then the other side is a step towards clarity and fulfillment. Listening to your heart turns up its volume and it means your life taking the shapes you only dreamed it could. So what is your next small step towards the edge? I know, as humans, we are obsessed with getting it right. Do you ever wonder if you are doing this life thing right? Me too. I choose to believe, an ongoing active choice, that being yourself, the you is you, equals doing it right. Being yourself equals doing it right. Speak your truth louder. The end. You feel me? So that was all well and good, and maybe you're a little bit inspired, but... Are you going to leave this episode and do something differently? I don't know. So why truth? Why? Uh, Because that is how we connect. It's probably the yoga teacher training that has kept me in alignment. And it's seeing my students boldly share. And the way that we are all changed from just being humans together. So choose connection right now. Listen to this. How are you? Really, what does it feel like to be you today? Is there something heavy weighing on you? Or is there something that we can celebrate together? How are your people? Are, are you worried about someone you love? What about your fur babies? Are they good? If you've been waiting for someone to ask the right questions, this is it. If you've been waiting for someone to listen, I got you. 
Obviously, you have to message me because this is a one-sided conversation currently. Tell me, how are you really? As an outlaw, I have to tell you, fuck cold-hearted culture. Stop wearing an armored heart as a badge of honor. Choose to let go of how proud you feel that the circumstances of this world hardened you. Quit the idea that your so-called cold, dead heart is a good thing. Return your programming that your negative focus is saving you any pain. Trust me, I destroyed something recently with old patterns and choosing to see the negative. And it didn't feel like there was any other way until I found myself laying in the swamp again. So if you think that you don't have time for personal growth, know that it is everywhere. Here's a story. I had a performance review at the restaurant maybe a year and a half ago, and my focus that I was given for the next six months or whatever was in approachability with my coworkers. Yep, that clicked. It's like, ah, yes, that makes sense. It isn't something to be proud of that I give the cold shoulder or the bare minimum. It shouldn't be something I brag about, how I turn away from connection with other humans at shows, like when I go dancing. I don't want to be known for being unapproachable. Everywhere in my life, I want to be the one extending the warm reach of belonging. I want to be the trend for honest conversation and smashing matter. That means hugs. I don't know when we're going to be allowed to hug again. Maybe we can hug in masks. I don't know. Anyways, I am sending back my cold batch trophy. Let's take it even smaller than that. Into the everyday. Into body language. I had, and sometimes still have, a serious case of RBF. That means resting bitch face. I told you I was proud of how closed off and cold I can be. And sometimes I get that. It's a safety thing. We've all been approached by creepers too many times. At shows, when strangers come up to me, I often turn around or adjust so that a friend is standing in front of me. Do not even try to pass. Other times, my whole being is open, body, mind, heart, soul. At the studio, for example, I show up. I give the humans who visit my everything. This is a safe place for the life experiments and wholehearted connection. I am also always inspired by this one person in my life. And, you know, you are the people who you hang out with. So this one goes out to Ray. Ray from All of Beauty. She takes a lot of my pictures. You've probably seen her on my Instagram. And she is like a small town friendliness queen. She nods, smiles, or straight up acknowledges with words the strangers we walk past. And yes, I mean the strangers in the street or in the library where we do photo shoots or at this like terrible conference we went to that we absolutely hated. Still, I'll tell you another thing. It's contagious. When I get home from time with Ray, I have like a high dose of warm heart. I've accidentally made friends at the grocery store. You know, had random nice interactions. One time after a weekend with Ray, I went to a bachelorette party and I was separated from the group while I was parking my car. 
and a guy in the street stopped me. He gave me a high five and then he picked me up and spun me around and twirl hugged me. I let a stranger touch me. Yes, you heard that right. And it was sweet and joyful. Listen, if you look for reasons to be afraid and closed off, you will get them. I'm finding it more, it feels better to choose to open. In the face of everything, it does not come naturally to me. So this is a practice. If mostly everyone around you is doing things one way, it's probably time to try something different. Who knows? Who knows what else there is to receive in becoming more responsive to beauty and opportunity. Be more open, not less. Let's make kindness common. Friendliness the default. Warmness the trend. (laughs) See what welcomes itself naturally into our lives. Riding on the wave of connection. Here, if you have listened to this whole podcast and you're not sure like what to do, how to take action, this is it. Say a hello or make eye contact with a stranger today. Mm-hmm. And you should probably tell me about it. And I have to give you this disclosure. I can't say that I'm a good communicator. I wouldn't say that to you. But I can say that to live your truth, you've got to express it sooner or later. I've definitely landed in the later category occasionally. In every relationship, lovers, friends, family, we have a set of criteria that need to be met in order for us to feel loved. Some of these rules are conscious and vocalized. This is my hard limit. These are my no-goes. Even more are unconscious and unthought of. And every time you experience conflict in a relationship, it is because one of these rules, these expectations, has been broken. And this is based on your perception, not their behavior. So perhaps you believe a person who loves you will never raise their voice to you. They'll text you every single day. They will never play nice with your exes. They will give you hugs often. They will never tell you to calm down. Please don't ever tell me to calm down. They'll tell you they love you. Now hold up. Slip on your noble glasses and tell me, have you specifically communicated what you need from all your most important humans in your life to feel loved? Have you had a bold and respectful conversation about what you are willing to give to them to meet their needs in return? Do you continue to face yourself, to look into your heart space and vulnerably choose connection on a moment-to-moment basis? I want to stop here and make a note on platitudes because this is a barrier to truth. We all know that it's annoying when people tell us just think positive or everything happens for a reason. We do not want to hear about how much space this loss is creating when we are standing in the reality of destruction. It's more than that though. These statements keep connection at a distance. It's like we're poking the hurting person with a stick and saying, hey, I see your pain over there. Stop it. It's knowing that we cannot be seen or held here, right where we are in the mess. The mess is always being approached from getting out of it because in it is uncomfortable. 
I think coaching language is the new platitude. Regardless of good intentions and loving hearts of the people speaking them, coaching language also comes with the added condescension of introducing concepts that imply that if we had only done the work, we wouldn't be showing this emotion or this thought story. That we should be one perspective shift away from where we currently are. It's sympathy over empathy. It's a way of staying out of the swamp. I'm not saying that learning these things isn't wildly life-changing. What I am saying is that when someone isn't connected to their soul, their inherent fucking goodness, they will not hear you. I am a notorious swamp dweller. And I have some suggestions for meeting with big pain and staying in truth. What do we say then? Instead of asking someone if they're triggered, try asking them about what they feel in their body. Take on the role of grounding and nurturing Mother Nature. Or be the silliest best friend. Walk away if you don't have the bandwidth to be with someone in their darkness. Let the light step in for them from somewhere else. When you see someone getting emotional and holding back, Instead of saying, let go, or it's okay, straight up acknowledge, I see, I see you are getting emotional. Or say nothing, and let there be a huge pause for that person to speak into. Lastly, you need to know that mentioning ego to a person who is spiraling is the new calm down. Personally, when someone tells me to calm down, I lose my shit. You feel me? Ask yourself, can you ask for what you need in desperate moments? That creates a big space to sit with someone in. What are some of the other ways that we can lean in to raw, chaotic, human mess? There's a quote from Rumi that everybody knows, and it's, Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. So reframe Rumi's exact statement and replace love with connection. Remember that we have connection when we meet in the field of truth. Your lonely meat suit does not need to look for connection. Your natural state is connected. Union with all that exists because we're made of the same stuff. Yeah, 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 I get that is a little wild. Stay with me. Here we go. Yoga again. Do you know that I'm a yoga teacher? Okay, so in a yoga class, when someone is too close to you and you stare at their limbs and wish they were not there or any public space where someone is in your space, but you're not actually unsafe, what if you realized that nothing is yours? You don't own this body. In fact, your body is mostly water and air that has been cycled through who know how many humans Mm -hmm. rivers, pipes, etc. Not only that, their body and your body are the same. So therefore, there is nothing that is in your way because you are not separate. Or in other words, when you're holding back your truth, you're hiding the, their truth. We're, we're all playing a part in this. Turn the gaze back to you. So this is, this is where we close. We will be the change. I understand that this is not like the reality of what we live in right now. That if you go up to humans on the street and you hug them, you might get in trouble. So what if instead of taking this thought as like a physical instruction, you met it in subtle energies? 
What if inside yourself is a private experiment? You let yourself feel open, open to what is. Turning your gaze from externally closed off to what's coming up inside of you at any given moment. Releasing all the resistance to what already is in your experience. Honoring it because it is. How do you think the world would respond if you just emanated this deep allowing? 